We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Folks, welcome to Mavs Party. This is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. The Dallas Mavericks just forced Game 7 against the number one overall seed, the Phoenix Suns, by beating their ass 113-86. to I had myself a great time, and by great time, I mean I was horrified right up until about the five-minute mark of the second quarter where the Mavericks decided to uh, stop messing around and close the door pretty quickly on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, The Dallas Mavericks attacked early. They attacked often. They got to the line for a whopping 36 free throws. Luka Doncic uh, took um, nine, or he took, what do we have here? He took many shots in in the paint this game and made most of them. I want to say he was six of eight near the rim. Really outstanding stuff from almost the entire team. Kind of a mirror image performance from what we witnessed on Tuesday. All right. Here's the deal. Uh, for those of you who are new, I'm going to try to bring you up first because I want you to enjoy this platform. Be listening for your name. There's going to be a green ring around your name when you get called up on the stage if your audio is being heard. If it won't let you join, that means you've probably been switching apps back and forth, doing something, clicking on video. Uh, we'll try to bring you up again. Um, we'll try it a couple of times. We're going to hang out for a while, have a good time. I would like to go to bed eventually, but I don't really care right now. Um, as our chat is noting, uh, who said, uh, Mr. Khan in there said, you know, how am I going to sleep tonight? It's a really, really good question. Coming up first, I'm going to bring up my man on the East Coast who probably would like to go to bed and Mr. Douglas. How are we doing, friend? Hello. You on? Hello. There we go. Happy birthday, Thank sir. Thank you kindly. Yes, man. Yes. Um, I just want to say you do an amazing job with this platform. I don't think I've ever like sat in my car patiently waiting for your notification. Oh, that's kind of you. I'm glad you <laughs> like it. To start. <laughs> yeah, man, but what a great game, man. That second quarter, like you said, we turned it up, man. The last two minutes, that steal, that bullock three. I'm like, yeah, we rolling. 
I mean, Bullock was Bullock's bounce back game might be one of the most impressive things I've seen in a long time because he was not only was he bad, we thought he might have torn his ACL at the end of that game, that non-contact injury. He was 0 for 5 from the floor and kind of got worked on defense and comes back and shoots 5 of 11 from 3 and adds 7 rebounds. I mean, man, that dude, he might be my favorite free agency signing since like Monta Ellis. Yeah, he's a he's a warrior. He's a warrior. And I like us being mass fans, faithfuls, we know pissed off Luca is not someone that they really want to get rallied up. And I don't know why they continue to do it. Like and today was one of those Luca games. Like he didn't shoot spectacularly great from the floor, but this is one of those Luca games with thirty six what thirty what thirty six points or something like that, eleven rebounds, eight, nine assists. Like this is the game that we needed and he brought it, especially with the role players too. So Man. I don't remember who said this, but I saw this on Twitter last earlier this week where it said, um, Devin Booker gives big my dad is my AAU coach vibes. And I've been thinking <laughs> about it because, like, I really like Book. Like, he's a really good basketball player. He also has, and, like, our man Clint at Mavs Moneyball said he looks like Joel Osteen. If you don't know who that is, he's a megachurch pastor, and he does look like Joel Osteen. And it's just, like, the man has an incredibly, like, smug face and it's like when you pair that with his pretty good trash talk he's just a really fun basketball villain to root against so it's like like him like luca responding by just whooping his ass is it just makes you feel good that you cheer for the guy yeah it's like since chris paul got there he just like you said he's a great player but he just been more on a dislike part for me it just I don't know. He just walk around like he's like, you know, like Kawhi Leonard or something. Like he hasn't done anything. You've been in the playoffs for the second year. What in your career? Back to back. It was like, stay humble, you know. And the funny thing about it was, you know, game two after they, they you know, they whooped their ass in the fourth quarter and they did the post game. You know, they looking back and forth to each other when it's calling out Luka defense and it's all fun and games. Now. If you hear Chris Paul in post game, he sounds he's so sad. Like, yeah, I just want to go home. You know, him and Devin Booker, they're not doing the post game together no more. It's like, ah, that's what you get. You should have stayed humble, man. Stay humble. It's Stay humble. you know because they they could come out and let's be real. Like this has been a home. It's like the only so apparently in the in the conference semifinals, four road games have have been won by or, uh, uh by by the by the road team. Only four games, and three of those have happened in Boston versus Milwaukee. So like the, and we've watched it. Like there hasn't been clutch time in this series yet because yeah. one team has just annihilated the other. So it's like the the Suns could come out and just beat us like we stole something and I would kind of be like, oh, "Okay, you know." But like the force the force game 7 compared to the fact there's ESPN 20 20 analysts and experts predicted the Suns would win. This is pretty wild to me. Yeah, and and my last thing is um when you look, we look at all the games in totality, even though the games at Phoenix, we lost by, like, double digits, we still had, especially for, like, game one, we still had lead in some of those games. Now, mm-hmm. in the games that at home, where we played Phoenix, they had, like, small lead in the beginning, you know, first two, three minutes. But other than that, it's pretty much been wire to wire for us. We've had games where we've had a lead and they came back or they just going to run in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, last game when they're going to run in the fourth quarter. So, we can do it. We've had games where... We've had the lead on the road, so I just think we just got to play a good 48 minutes, and you know, come away with that win. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out late. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Keep it up, man. I love this platform you got. Thank you. Sure thing. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next, uh, the man who is um, 
Oh no, I see some new names in here, so I want to I want to bring up bring them up first. Tom, welcome. Tom, you able to hit the unmute button there on the main page? If not, we'll yes, there hello. We go. Welcome. Hi, thanks so much. I just had a quick question. Uh, first of all, thank you for putting this together. Second, I've noticed that every team in this series has won pretty comfortably. Even uh, when Mavs won by nine, there was a bunch of garbage baskets by Phoenix. I'm, uh, and you just mentioned earlier that there hasn't really been a clutch time. So I'm, uh, is anyone else a little worried that Dallas hasn't been pressed to play in a really close game against the Suns? Uh, am I overthinking it or what do you make about that? Thanks. Good question, Tom. I mean, I'm worried in the sense of the Suns are a pretty amazing clutch time team themselves. But I would, you know, if they get to a clutch time, like let's say they, they get to, to game seven against the, the Suns on the road and they're within five points within five minutes, that's basically clutch time definition. I'm going to be pretty excited. I mean, like I, I love this Mavericks team. I've had a great time covering this team. But in terms of like raw talent, the Suns are better. They're just deeper. They're bigger. They have more dudes, and yet the Mavericks are right here. So it's like some of this feels like playing with house money. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I just I, I wonder what it would look like playing a, a back and forth game with the uh, you know against a, a team this high powered. But a lot of yeah. a lot of day drinking is the answer. If it's a day <laughs> game, like I'm going to be like worriedly like drinking beer if this happens. It's absurd. <laughs> so for sure. Thanks so much, man. Sure. Talk soon, Tom. Hope you come back. All right. Yep. Um, let's see what else we got here in the chat. I know Drew's also on the East Coast. What's up, my friend? Hey, sorry, I, I didn't get in the last time. I, I kind of I did too. I just had to, ago. you know, I I, I kind of like obligated to do these. I wanted to go to bed. I I know. I just had to. I just had to get away. You know, it was just one of. I I, I my head was going to explode. <laughs> I mean, that, that that last game was tough. I, I I'll tell you that there's no. No question about it. You know, uh, this game I loved, but I'd love to see a pressure game on both teams. See what both these teams have, right. you know. And and I'll tell you what, you're right. Phoenix has the better players. But there's one thing that Dallas has that can overcome that a little bit. Dallas has the best player. The best player. And, yeah. Yes. And that that makes up for a little bit, you know, and that's that's what a lot of people don't just yeah, it's great to have better players, but when one team has the best player, that can make up for some of that. But not all of it, but 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 some of that, you know, kind of thing. But I mean it yeah. it comes down to the question of do you feel comfortable gambling against Luka Doncic? No, that's what that's what I'm saying. If you if you're Phoenix, you, you gotta be a little bit worried because you know the thing about it is is Doncic, I mean, he's consistent and he's put up great numbers, but he hasn't had one of those games like he had with the kids the Clippers the other day. I mean, he's he can put up that 40, 15, and 17 or something like that. You that happens, you know, and 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 you know, and that's gotta scare you. It I mean it should. Like like if you've you know, if you've caught if you have any sons friends or if you've caught any of the discussion mm-hmm. Part of the vitriol stems from the fact of they're, you know, when you talk big because you're you're a little bit terrified. And I wouldn't blame them. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is also Luca has been awful when it comes to three-point shooting. Yep. You get one of these games where he gets a seven for 15, you know, eight for 14, night, three-point shooting, everything like that, with everything else it does to defect the game. 
man, that's that's going to be hard. I'm to pretty beat. sure he's five of his last 26. Um, going back Question to the about start he's been of the game, but but being Luca, yeah. he can affect. So the he's game. due. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah, but. See what happens in Game Seven, and I promise you, I will come in no matter what. Even if if I feel like absolute dog shit, I'll I'll come That's in right. and, and and say something. But it's it's great. Thanks for what you do, Kirk. I really appreciate it. Of course, Drew. Um, I see uh, uh, I see friend of the show Nick Angstad in the chat. Is did he request to talk? Because I know he's got to go do his own show soon. Um, his much more widely consumed show. Um, but that's okay. Uh, Nick, if you got any, anything for us, but otherwise you guys need to go. There he is. Nick, what's up, buddy? We're going to game seven, baby. Feels, game seven. Feels really good. I'm really tired. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Who would? I, honestly, I did not think that this would happen. And here we are. Shame on me for not believing in this team. You know, when you cover this, like I've listened to some Suns podcasts lately, and like everybody oh, yeah. has their as you know, you have your tastes with what you want to listen to. If you like unabashed homerism, there's something out there for you. I personally am a bit so of a listen shit. To PHNX Suns, is that what you listen to? <sighs> and <laughs> and then I listen to uh, you know one of y'all, uh, one of the one of the locked on ones. Locked on Suns, on. Brendan. Brendan. It was good. just one of their guests. One. Of, it was somebody who was just like, and Aaron I went Edwards. on. A, yeah, it's like, it, yep. and it happens because we do this. <laughs> you and I both do this. But it's like, you know, you've covered team for a long time. I've covered team for a long time. I've been a Mass fan. Like, we're part of my shtick, and it's not really a shtick. Like, I've been hurt enough by this team to where I, I need to be talked into believing. Like, it took me until, like, midway through the Mother's Day Massacre in 2011 for, to believe in those teams. And, like, they were really good. So, it's like, <laughs> I, if you're a person that comes into these games and isn't totally believing, I get it because – those two Suns losses to start the series sucked. <laughs> well, and, and not to like drudge up your old tweets in front of you on your own show sure. thing, but you were trying to send Jalen Brunson into the sun at the beginning of the season. Not and, this like, year, but out. last year for sure. There's a lot of that. I get that. Lots of group chats like throwing those at me. But but Brunson oh, but- Brunson was the Mavericks' best player for the longest time this year. Like. They don't. They don't get to the four seed without Brunson holding the fort for all of like November. It's wild. It's wild how teams and players. I mean, you, you grow and change, and it's a long ass season. Like you gotta play through the doldrums of it. And honestly, like this is why you play the games right here, right? There's yep. adjustments. There's changes. And the weird thing is that it doesn't even feel like the adjustments have mattered as much. It just matters like which team comes out and executes and like gives a crap on any given night, right? Uh-huh. Like it's, it's so I strange. Mean, were, the last were you two there the exact same, but they've been flipped. Were you at the game tonight? Yeah. Okay, so on TV, it's looked like Devin, like Luca picked uh, Devin Booker on a on a dribble move, like in the second quarter. He did, and then Booker had like a terrible like jump pass to no one that I'm pretty sure Brunson picked. And after that, he looked like a quarterback who had thrown interceptions and was seeing ghosts. Like <laughs> I, I've never seen him play like that in a game like this. Like he was woof. Well, and I mean, he turns to his, turns to his left and turns to his right. Like, you know, we, we laugh about Lucas. Everybody's tough when they're up, but like everybody's tough when they have Chris Paul next to them and he can like back him up and like, fill in for him when he needs to and like fill in the gaps when he needs. But when Chris Paul's playing like this, all of a sudden it's just like Devin Booker, a center that can kind of like 
hit put, put back shots and stuff like that. Mikhail mm-hmm. Bridges that was trying to get his mid range stuff going and wasn't. And then like Jay Crowder, <laughs> that's kind of their team. It's so wild how this team, the Suns team can look so dominant and so much like they don't have any weaknesses. And then if one piece of that falls and if it's Chris Paul or Devin Booker, then all of a sudden this team, it just like falls apart at the hinges. And like, I've listened to these same Suns podcasts as you and I'm, they're, they've been waiting for games like this too. They're like, oh, we've, we've seen the Suns team when it just falls apart all of a sudden and they just, they didn't expect it against the Mavs, but here we are. This is how they lose games. I mean, it's kind of crazy because when you're this good in the regular season and you don't face a lot of heart, like you don't face a lot of challenge, like getting punched in the mouth seems to be a little bit shocking for some of these guys, but man, I, I just, this is so much house money. I'm going to have a great time with it. And I'm also hopeful that the Sunday game is like a two 30 in the afternoon game. This start, <laughs> these start times are bad for my health, for my marriage, but great for uh, the page views. <laughs> oh, we're loving it over here. Locked on Mavs every day. Let ever I've had five or six people at the game yell at me to let it ride. I see it in this comment section. We will let it ride tonight. Good. 100%. Good. Nick, go do your show. Go have fun. And guys, if you really want to have a great time, go to the Locked On YouTube page and read the <laughs> just, comments. Just look at the comments. Oh, my just God. It makes Twitter look like a healthy environment. It's amazing. <laughs> Especially, okay, we had, I'm looking at our video right now. Game, the game, the one after game five with Lucas' face just kind of looking forlorn. We're at 400 comments right now, and I swear half of them are Suns fans. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Like, like I just don't have time to be that kind of trolly. Like, I'm very mean <laughs> about spe- like I'm very mean about like specific Mavs stuff, but not like going finding other teams. It's like I got other stuff to do. All right, buddy. <laughs> thank you so much for joining. I appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Coming up next, then my guy Chris, who was at the game also. What are you thinking? As Let's you do spent it. Game all- seven, we're gonna get payback from 2008. Oh. We're going to put CP3 out to pasture. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Oh, I mean, I'm glad, you know, your kid's college fund is slowly dwindling, but you're having a great time, um, and I'm really glad you can't spend money on a game seven well, right I decided now, to, to save Phoenix. a little bit of money tonight by not going to Waffle House. My celebratory Waffle House celebration, I actually forgo, uh, decided not to do that tonight. I'm just too tired of hitting that brick wall now. It's been a that long was such week. a fun game, and I almost got Luca's autograph. And you know what sucks is I probably would have gotten it if it wasn't for whatever happened with CP3's uh, family thing. They were being so tight with autographs, like they weren't letting players give autographs at all. Like I was really was, hoping you were going to say, if not for those darn kids or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Lu- Luca looked right at me and waved real quick while he was running back to, through the tunnel. I'm like, I got there right when the doors opened. I was waiting. I had my sharpie ready, everything. I'm like, damn, but it's cool. I got Devin, uh, Devin Harris's uh, autograph. Uh, not autograph, I'm standing. Selfie. So but that was pretty cool meeting him. Um, and you know what? This game, I was not nervous at all. It was just fun being there. Like, I wasn't nervous at all. I knew the Suns, you know, in the first quarter, they were, they were kind of with us a little bit. But damn, damn, I just hope we can do what we've been doing at home on Sunday. I want to see what are the Suns doing to us in Phoenix that they're just it feels like they're making Luca, you know, beat us by himself. But like, what do you think so, that the Mavs need to do? Like, just got to play like how we're playing at home, I guess. I know it's home court advantage, but so my my favorite thing, like like voice of the Mavs, Chuck Cooperstein is quietly one of the most more argumentative people on Twitter, and he ne- like he and I are like we're always friendly, but like 
He never really agrees with me, but I said something today. I was like, Luka needs to just push a little bit more. I'm not talking like run the fast break, but I'm talking like get the damn ball across half court. He said that is a point of emphasis that they talk about every game. It just sometimes it doesn't happen. Just got Luka, the pace, right? Yes. And Luca looks, you know, he finds stores of energy because he's a young man. But uh, in game five, he looked toast. He just did. And frankly, he looked toast to start this game. He just found mm. something. And so it's like, you know, the Suns threw a lot at him. You know, the, the, he, the Mavs did to Devin Booker what the Suns did to Luca in a lot of so a lot of different looks early. So it's, you know, I, I, I keep coming back, and this is not really a fair thing because I don't know if it's realistic, but, like, I think Luca is yet to have his holy shit game of the playoffs, and maybe it's this next one. Man, it could be like a 45-point triple-double night. If they can just uh... – you know, easier said than done, but I think just stop Booker because Paul's been horrible. Get this, since he's turned 37, he's only had 14 baskets and he's had 18 turnovers. Like I mean, it's been, extremely relatable being old and being unable. All 38, to do your job. I'm still playing. I, I mean, this. we had a we had a rec league game on Tuesday. We had two games. I'm like, I'm, I'm too old for this. Shit. I'm no, still I'm like, running the straight line. So like, <laughs> the fact that he's still able to do this stuff is amazing. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice that CP3 is not cooking. I mean, he's not doing his hero mode stuff. Like, he's just breaking down. I if he hurt his hand there at the end. I'm not seeing anything. But he was doing some screwy shit. You couldn't see it from from the game, I bet. But, you know, he got his hand all tangled up because he was doing something stupid with somebody's jer- jersey. So, I mean, I hope he didn't hurt himself. Oh, but I also wouldn't yeah. be shocked. And the one time I was nervous in that first half, um, when I noticed he was going back to the, the tunnel, uh, Luca, and I'm like, there's a timeout, and I'm like asking people, like, "Hey, is Luca hurt or something?" Like, I'm all, I'm all like, you know, freaking. Not really freaking out. I'm just like asking, you know, but like, oh, what's going on with Luca? You know, and I'm like googling it and stuff like that. But you know, I guess five minutes later he came back out. I, I don't know. I guess it was yeah. nothing. So he needs thigh pads. Like I call him basketball <laughs> Rob. Like I call him basketball Rob Gronkowski. And I think that the the comparison is fair because he kind of just does everything at his own speed. He's huge. He's strong. He takes all sorts of hits. But, like, he apparently had a bruise, like, then they're showing it. I'm watching ESPN right now. He has, like, some sort of bruise right, like, in his lower thigh. So between, like, the thigh, like, the knee and the – and it's like – I think he got dead-legged, basically. Like, the kind of shit they used to do to your friends in high school. Like, yeah. And, and, and that sort of stuff is really uncomfortable. So we'll see what he does. Well, and thank goodness we have, you know, two days off. And so, I mean, I would rather it play Saturday, but I guess to have, have a rest. Right. Um, and lastly – Get this, what Scott Foster? I don't think he's even been in this series yet. And right? I don't like. I want. I don't want to win because of Scott Foster. I want to win because Luca goes nuts and makes <laughs> angry faces and makes people cry on the internet. That's my. As hope. long as they win, man. I I just want payback from 2008 because, like I said, I got CP3. I got a curse on him, man. I want this to continue on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, but yeah, go Mavs. We're winning Game Seven. Don't worry, guys. Love we're it. winning this Game Seven. Talk soon, man. Yes, sir. All right, who we got next? We've had even more requests in here. Um, I see Brian. I don't recognize Brian's name. So welcome, Brian. What's up? Hit that unmute button on the main page, and you'll be able to talk here with us. Pull out of the chat if you're in it for the moment. And if it doesn't let you up, we will invite you back here in a second, because sometimes the thing gets a little funky the first time you try to join. All right, Brian can't find the unmute. We'll try him here again in a minute. Brian, do a speaker request again, and we'll see what's going on. Um, then my man, Jeremy, my birthday buddy. What's up, friend? Jeremy, you hit the mute button. Hit it one more time. Sorry. I was, I didn't realize I was still in the chat room, but not a problem, friend. What's up? Not much, man. 
hell of a win. I, I said it on Twitter, but it's like, I said, if this was the only thing I could get today, I would be happier than hell, man. And I was so glad not only did they win, but what a, what a response from losing by 30 the game before, you know, Yep. I was hoping we could get 30 on them, but 27 will do. Well, did you see what happened in the Sixers game where Joel Embiid was tired, didn't attack. He was like 4-12 in the paint. James Harden only took two shots in the second half. That sort of punch in the mouth in game five, it can be expected if you go ahead and crumple in game six because it's tough. And the Mavs responded, and it's great. Yeah, I – I thought Joel Embiid was just pure class, man. Like when he was asked about Harden, he he specifically brought up the fact that he's like, when we made this trade, everybody thought, meaning the fans and, you know, the team or whatever, everybody thought that they were getting James Harden from Houston. But we just talked about how that's not the player he is anymore. He's more of a, he said more of a playmaker, but then he kind of diffused the situation by taking – ownership of the fact that the whole team could have played better and not just Harden, but taking two shots in the second half when your superstar and Embiid's got an orbital bone fracture and other injuries, like, I don't know how you do that. Like, you got you to gotta give them some help. Absolutely. Well, did you see anything that you particularly liked or didn't like in this game? Yeah, I thought – man, I thought Luca could have been a whole highlight reel tonight. Uh, we, need, I mean, we need someone to hit a shot off of one of his crazy behind-the-back passes. Like, Reggie I and want, Doreen have missed them. And I'm like, what are we doing, guys? I wanted that so badly when he tossed that behind his back and I, it clinked off the iron. I was like, come on. That would have been another incredibly great play. Like, <laughs> I thought he was on fire. And then we get to see him dunk even tonight. Like, I mean, I know he's done it in the past. Oh, no, he doesn't dunk that much, man. He dunks less than 10 times a year, and he dunked twice in a game. Okay, that's like seeing a unicorn. Yeah, I mean, tonight was great. And the fact that it you brought up the point that we're 4-0 on the birthday, I didn't know that. That's that's even better, man. Like, hell of a way to end this day, but I'll let other people come up. I just wanted to share that and basically say go Mavs. I think we got this in seven. Love it, Jeremy. Thanks for hanging out. Talk soon. No doubt. Everybody tell, everybody tell Jeremy happy birthday in the chat because he also shares it. Hey, my man Nick Rob, what's up? Hit that unmute when you, if you come out of the chat. Give Nick a second here. Sometimes the app's a little funky. Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, uh, let me just start saying, I can't believe that nobody hasn't said this yet. The vibes are amazing. Sure. <laughs> um, so, look. Here's, here's, here's what I think. Are you in a war zone? Because we have an awesome... Uh, yeah, the, actually the cops are looking for a guy right by my house. Oh, I'm sorry. You should go inside. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'll get there. But uh, So I think the key to Game 7 was the second quarter of today's game where Luca had his, I don't know what it was, his bruise, his hamstring, whatever. But the team finally kind of saw they can score without him. You know, consistently. Yeah. And you know what? For game five, he was gassed. Yep. And game four, he was gassed. And we just kind of didn't want to talk about it. And I think, like, him actually getting that rest 
was the best positive thing that we could have with this. Well, it's interesting because like the, the two days rest, I think really benefits CP3, but I also think it benefits Luca because Luca looks like Luca looks like a man who's been in Vegas for six days, (laughs) you know, but honestly like that, the final stretch of the fourth quarter, I could not believe how long both CP3 and Luca yeah. were out there. Yeah. I it's like claim your victory, wave the white flag. It's 20 points. It's fluctuating between 18 and 24. Just let it go. This thing's been decided. Well, it's not like Jason Kidd has a history of leaving Luca out there too long. <laughs> anyway. I was about <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was telling everyone at the, at, at the bar. It's just like we have just seen this happen. Can we please not repeat it? I love like, it. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling good. But it's also, you know, I think about that flow chart that we've all seen on Twitter, and it's if the Mavs are hitting the shots that Luca passes to them, they look unstoppable, and Luca looks like the MVP. And if they're missing, then they're the worst team in the league. And it's like it concerns me, it. but I'm feeling good. But like, good. I'm feeling good. The energy is with us. Uh, this was kind of demoralizing on their end, I hope, but uh, everything feels good. That's so. Uh, that's just what I want to say. Like Luca being out in the second, I think made this game, and I think it'll make the next one. Appreciate it, Nick. Thanks for hanging out. Gotcha. Sounded like uh, Nick was playing. Nick Nick was on foot in Grand Theft Auto Five, and he was looking for a star to get his his uh, his wanted rate down. So that was kind of the. The main thing. Oh, hey, we have a special guest, if it's the same guy I think it is. Is it my man, Dan? Dan, you there? Dan. If this is Dan from Australia, I'm going to be very excited. Dan, you hit the mute button that time. All right, I'm going to boot you. Try to find your way up. I'm not Dan from Australia. Can you hear me? Well, Dan, you have an awesome profile photo. What's up? Oh, not too much. Thank you. That's my puppy. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, um, I think the big thing is this seems to set up like a showdown between Luca and Booker, right? Like, I fully expect them to have a combined, what, 70 in the yeah, next Yeah, I mean, game. anything is possible. Like, we could, you know, it's terrifying. But I really think the actual matchup that's important to watch is who's more effective, Aiton or Brunson? Because they both kind of disappeared for stretches in the series, and I think the one that has the more complete game is really going to tell the tale of how game beyond. So I think it's the right. secondary scorer, if Paul's going to be limited, it's all about Aiden versus Brunson. Which is such a weird thing, like such a like just a cross map. But I think you're, I, th- I think there's something to that. I like it. Well, well yep. Dan, you got anything else for us? Nope, just excited. We pushed it to seven. I was hoping for six before the series, so this is all house money. Have a happy birthday. Hope you get to bed early. Thanks, man. Talk soon. Thanks. All right. Um, let's go to my guy, Mr. Khan. How do you say your first name? I didn't want to butcher it. Why don't you unmute yourself? Hey, it's uh, Obad. Obad, how you doing? Good, man. Uh, I'm fantastic. Uh, and- doesn't even feel like it's past past midnight, man. You have yeah. on a killer Dirk jersey in this profile photo. I need one of these. Yeah. They need to bring these back. They are back. They were out, they were actually um, earlier this season. They came out and 
Um, they were kind of hot. They were really pushing these at the Mavs games. Well, but they they need like the Mavs need to wear them like type good. Like that's an excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely, I hundred percent agree. Uh, I think the their um they have a, a home one that's kind of similar to this one. It just says Ma- uh, Dallas on it. Right I think it says Mavs on it. It's kind of a an homage, but it's similar. But anyway, man, um, I'm super super excited about this game. It was awesome. I think um nobody's really given. Um, my man Frank, some love, man. No, Kina. Four steals. Dude, yeah. And um, really, you know, for a guy that, you know, kind of the Josh Green of it all, right? He did a fantastic job coming in and kind of playing those minutes. And uh, really, I think it it really disrupted Chris Paul and kind of their ball movement. Um, it goes without saying, man, that just figured it out. Um, energy. Um, the only I gotta mention one thing I'm just not a big fan of uh, the Dwight Powell starting and just kind of overall his impact. It's just I'm not seeing it, and I don't know why he's starting. I don't have a great answer past the fact that you can't play Maxi more in about 30 minutes a game or he turns into dust. Like I, the thought could be they should maybe go super small a little more often. I think they like doing that as a counter. I don't know if you can do it against Aiton. Powell wasn't terrible. Powell is maddening, though. I do get it because it's like when things go bad, it he tends to be the root of, of what's happening. I think against a certain type of team, he's very effective, and he draws fouls like nobody Bad teams. But Bad teams got, is, what, yeah, is what you're looking for. Three, the, <laughs> the guru of not fouling teams, you know, CP3 is out there and – um, you know, their sons aren't, aren't that team. And so, right. uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it's fully good players having to get benched and, uh, Maxi ended up pulling the load a little bit more and, you know, Dodo and Maxi had a great game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Three, four from three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited. I really think, yeah, I gotta, gotta get him there and, and have that quick, um, kind, kind of the, the energy level in the first quarter uh, away. That's kind of what we need here. Uh, I do want to put two big notes out there into the, to the world. It's a su- superstitious juju type of thing. So big fan I of this. Tell me first point I got to make is the Suns are undefeated on TNT. The Mavs are undefeated on ESPN. Yep. Game seven is on ESPN mm. point two snaps. Second point last year's playoff. The Mavs played the Clippers. It was the opposite. You know, the away game, away, no home game, home team could win. Yeah. Um, and it went to Game Seven until guess what happened? The home team won. Or uh, finally, team, yeah. Yeah. So this is the opposite of that. So I got Mavs. You Mavs in seven. Let's I love it. it. Oh, bad. You're the man. Thanks for this. You're the man, Kirk. Thanks for uh, the space, man. I love it. Yep. Talk soon. All right. Coming up next. See if we got anybody, any more new faces in there. Then we're gonna bring uh, bring us through with the regular folks who join us. Aaron, how you doing, buddy? Hit that mute one more time. Mr. Fan, thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate that. Aaron, you able to hit the unmute button? My hey, be- finally, there it goes. Yeah, that's all right. Sometimes it takes a second. What's up? Yeah, man. I just wanna. Take a minute to enjoy this freaking moment right now because you know what? I was just thinking back, like, I don't want to – who knows? Game seven, 
I don't think we'll win. No one thinks we'll win, but who knows? We might. But this could be the, you know, the crest of the season right here. And I just want to think back about how pissed off we all were, say, even the first month, two months into the season. I remember some of the chats in this this room. Yeah. How bad everything looked. Yes, it was awful. I didn't like covering this team for like a month because the offense was bad, the defense was bad. I mean, they were under 500 two days before New Year's, I think. They and, were 17 and 18. And like yeah. Cuban, remember when Cuban called the fans on Twitter out and like, oh, God, dude, this season was so bad and it's so great now, no matter what it, happens. It was bad. It's just no longer bad. And so I'm going to like, like, I still remember a thing that we talked about in here in those things where it's like, I would much rather finish well and, and, you know, go through the muck. And I think this qualifies. Oh, it's great. But like, I remember one time, uh, you were in here talking about this team is just not that good. And we were like, 500 is the goal. I'm like, dude, if we are 500, this thing is a fucking disaster. And we were talking about kids offense early on and how much of a disaster that was. Just take a moment to celebrate what we have right now. That's well, that's why I'm glad we got two days off because I need a break. I'd rather think about this game and enjoy it a little bit just in case it happens to be the last win. I agree. It's so great, man. And, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, go Mavs. Thanks, Aaron. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next, we got my man Tyler, um, Mr. Humble Bragg, finishing his Masters, whatever the hell it is. What's up, buddy? Hit that unmute button. Hey, sorry, I was stuck in the chat. <laughs> sure. Now, what's up? Man, what a game. I, You know, shout out to Frank, four steals. That, truly a, a big impact from him. I know he didn't score, but, man, that's all we could ask of him. I mean, like, the, the thing I want, I need, like, and Josh Bo and I just talked about this. My goal for Frank is to not notice him being awful. And if he can do that, I'm excited. Anything after that is a bonus. He was definitely not noticeably bad. No, today, four so steals, right. That. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And going into Phoenix, like, you you tell us before the year that you're going into a game seven in the second round and you have the best player on the floor. Ten times out of ten, you take that shot, right? 100%. I'm excited. It's, it's exciting. I am looking forward to it. And sneakily, I hope we get the late game because I have to take a train back to Oklahoma City at – Five o'clock. So I'd rather the game not end while I'm stuck boarding a train. Sure, it'll be hard. You'll you won't be as good on the post game show if you're on a train. No, but I'll I'll make a fool of myself if we win. I'll, I'll make yeah, that like, promise. People are gonna be baffled. You're yelling into your phone while on the train. I love it. Yeah, That's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Well, thanks for hanging out, dude. Thanks, man. Let's go. I love it. All right, um, let's go to Raul. Been a while, friend. What's up? Try to hit that unmute button one more time once it uh, registers. Hey, Kirk. Welcome. Oh my God, such a great win. It was. Like, yeah, yeah. Like coming into the season, like somebody else uh, echoed this before, but you know, just getting like two wins was, you know, my expectation. But now we're pushing Game Seven. I think anything happened. I just wanted to um, make the second you. round. So this feels great. Yeah, it feels so great. Shout out to Frank Nitikina, a.k.a. Frankie Nicotine, a.k.a. Frankie Smokes, a.k.a. the Booker Stopper. The fre- you know, he prefers the Fresh Prince. 
Uh, we'll, we'll try to go by that name, but you know, right now he's a Booker stopper because he's just been playing so good against Booker, you know. Yeah. Uh, just this series, but you know, I hope that we get a later game because I got PBR tickets on Sunday, so hopefully we get a later game on Sunday. <laughs> but like, but like, yeah, like hopefully we win this game, uh, this next game, man. Because like I was in, before tonight's game, I was like, hey, we won two games, you know. You know, we'll lose tonight, but like now I'm like, man, I'm believing. That's the worst thing that can happen. It's like, you got me believing. I lo- no, I think it's the best thing that could happen because we spend too much time with this stupid thing to not have a hell of a lot of fun when it matters the most. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had so much fun watching this whole playoff run. Like, I've usually just watched it with, like, at my local bar with people that, like, so into it as well. That's great. And my, my wife got – Actually got a ticket to go to the tonight's playoff game without me. <gasps> I'm like, and I'm like, hell yeah, go enjoy it. That's a supportive partner. Way to be. I might file for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live vicariously through her. I still had fun tonight watching in my local bar with all my my friends, but that's outstanding. I'm like, yeah. I'm mean, like, hopefully we win on Sunday. Is they got me believing now? I'm like, uh, I'm actually now looking at our <laughs> who we could face in the East now. Yeah. Oh, the the answer is the Bucks, who are a um, force of nature, uh, is is the thing. But I, I love it, Raul. Yeah, that would be our worst matchup. But yeah, I like we're we're believing in this now. We got to take game seven. Yep. Well, let's talk soon. Okay, hope you come back. For sure, Kirk. All right, talk soon. Uh, let's go to my guy. Who we got here? We got Christian. He wants to go to sleep. What's up? Indeed, I do. I again, I like I've been doing this for a couple months, but it's still fucking. No, sucks. it's terrible. Like, There's no good side. <laughs> East Coast yeah. basketball is the worst. Yeah, that's what being on the uh, West Coast. Like it is the best to you know late games end at like nine thirty. Um, but I, I actually had a question, and I know the efficiency hasn't been great. The off-the-dribble threes have been rough, uh, at least this series anyways. In, Do you think this series is a confidence booster for JB to kind of take – he's gotten better every year. He's kind of taken the next step. It. Do you think this series propels another leap forward for next season? I'm not sure. I mean, Brunson quietly has been – I want to say he's 3 of 16 from 3 this series. He He's passing up open looks, and I'm a little irritated by that. It just hasn't always bitten the Mavericks. I do think that the Suns' length confuses his playmaking ability. That's okay. Um, he's been really good, and he has also not shied away from challenges. Like, Chris Paul is trying to st- – like, just Chris Paul tried to basically take the ball from him three or four times, and Brunson powered through it. There was a game earlier this year uh, against the Suns, like in the regular season, I want to say back in November, is a Lucas game where Chris Paul took took Brunson's lunch money in the fourth quarter, just absolutely owned him. And that sort of progress of rising to challenges is all you can really ask for. I'm not sure, you know, the Suns are just so lengthy where it's it's hard to be super critical because it's like, okay, well, they're taking away the things that he's able to do well. And that's kind of the point of defense. And if he's contributing enough to where they're still winning games, that's all all I can hope for. 
Yeah, and I I've always you know, he, he does in a sense, right, struggle with length and but I I've had this hard time of like reconciling like what six footer I guess outside of Chris Paul uh, or six foot one, whatever, um, you know, doesn't really struggle with length. And the other thing is he struggled against the clip, uh, healthy Clippers and a healthy Suns team, which if you really consider that, they're probably at like worst case scenario, two of the top five defenses in the league mm-hmm. to where most people not named Luca or I guess a top five player struggle against. And sure. so I, I just had that, like, is it just because he's playing these great defenses and the on the opposite end, you know, the Jazz were a piss-poor defense and he took advantage. I mean, the playoffs are so much about matchups, and it's like just because a certain thing happens a certain way, like let's say the Mavericks were, like, somehow incredibly lucky and play the Golden State Warriors in the conference finals. I would not be concerned about Brunson's ability to get his shot off against them. They're just, it's a different matchup. Now, would I be concerned about Brunson's ability to guard because the, the, like the Warriors are incredible? Yeah. But like you minimize and maximize strength and weaknesses every series. You have to do what you can. And yeah, Brunson's kind of run into the bad, like a frustrating side of things, but like I, I'm not, it's why I've, I, I settled on this back around All-Star break. It's like pay Brunson. I don't really care. Pay him. If, if the contract, if TV money goes up and Brunson's still there, or I'm sorry, and like like then Brunson's contract is cheaper. I'm fine with this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I I just love he seems to have a confidence and swagger about him that he just didn't have. And to be fair, last you know year was his first playoff series. But right. Um. And you know I the the last thing I'll say is uh we definitely need to get Matt Phillips to Phoenix. Um. And I don't know what it is about my pessimism. I literally tweeted at like 10 a.m. that uh, Dinwiddie's going to be awful tonight because he made like six crypto posts, you know, before the game. And every time I tweet something bad, great things happen to that player or to the team. So I'm going to keep that up. Hopefully we could get Matt to Phoenix and continue the streak. And, you know, I'm just trying to – uh, enjoy this because I we haven't had this in a long time um, and it's just fun and it is you know, fun I, I appreciate you having these rooms hope you have a great birthday Kirk and you know appreciate as always you have a good one brother thanks talk soon yeah for anybody who doesn't know regular green room contributor Matt's Moneyball contributor Matthew Phillips is a hysterical 17 and 0 when he goes to playoff games um, I don't think he can actually go to game 7 because he has a job that will not allow that um, Zlatan says, uh, hey, Kirk, I got you a new listener. I hope that person's in the room. We'll, we'll, we'll tell him to, to, uh, to come in and, and talk in the room. All right, let's go to my guy, Jacob. What's up? Hey, Kirk. Happy birthday. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, it's 8, 8 a.m. in Europe right now, and I'm hyped. I was trying to get to sleep after the game, but no chance. Nah, that, I'm that, just that's a good way to start the day, though, all things considered. Yeah, especially if you don't have to work the next day like I do. I'm sitting at my desk right now having breakfast and feeling awesome. Excellent. What do you got for us today? Man, I thought um, Reggie Bullock had a great game today. After, um, Even though I had bad feelings about him in the first quarter, I, f- I felt like 
the first three or four threes, I want to say he missed at least three of them, maybe hit one, and I felt like they were all wide open. Yep. And I was like, man, if, if he's not hitting those today, it's going to be a difficult game. But then obviously, I feel like the four most difficult shots he had, he all made them. I mean, the process oh. for what the Dallas Mavericks do, um, there was a podcast I retweeted. I cannot remember the name of it just because it's in my feed, but it's um, Steve Jones and Nikias Duncan. And they had a great explainer for game four with what the Mavericks did, where they talked about just putting the Suns in the blender is what they kept calling it. And in game five, the Mavericks just didn't do that. They yeah. didn't do much of anything, really. It became like they hit some tough shots early, and they fell in love with the concept of those tough shots. And I did not feel good with, like, three minutes left in the first quarter. And then the Suns just, you know, beat them with the stick in the, sec- or in the second half. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think we got a real shot at Game 7. And I think we actually got this in the bag. If one of those three things happens, either Luca gets hot from three because, like, everybody said he's been awful so far. Or Jalen Brunson gets hot from three, or Spencer Dinwiddie plays like he played today and actually made sure. Actually hitting shots. What a concept. Because I feel like when one of those three things happens, I feel like we got a big, big chance to win this game. I like that. I like that you're positive about this. (laughs) And I got to say, that's the biggest um, playoff game I'm ever going to watch because I've been a Mavs fan since, I don't know, 2014. So that's the highest we've got. So far, <laughs> well, let me let me give you a stat before we before we move on. So in Game Sevens, the Dallas and so this is a history of the franchise. Forty years, Dallas Mavericks is are four and three in Game Sevens. The Phoenix Suns in their franchise history have a record of four and five in Game Sevens. So either we're about to become five hundred, or we're going to stay over five hundred, or we're going to knock the Suns down a peg even further. I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take that. I was so much reminded of last year's playoffs with the uh, last year was the away um, team winning every single game. And this, this year is just the other way around. So I feel like sure. some superstition yeah. in me and believe in that. But yeah. Well, and then just, we have this other fun stat going for us where in um, elimination games, Luka Doncic scores 39 points a game, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, so. it's insane how, how good he is in the playoffs. It's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Jacob. Well, thank you. You have a good day. We'll talk soon. All right. Coming up next, then, my man, uh, Ruben. He signed off. I'm sorry, Ruben. I thought you were going to come up here. Um, Logan, what's up? Logan, How's it going, Turk? How's it going? It's good, but you still haven't changed the creepy avatar. No. I mean, I I forget until it's time, until I'm I'm here. I'll change it. I'll make it game seven appropriate after game after game seven. We'll need the levity of some kind of goofy picture. Probably. That's fine. I'm just messing with you. So what's up? Um, okay. I'm going to start with the, the macro, but it's going to get to game seven real quick. Okay. Sure. And how we win game seven. I, I mean, you've been watching Lucas since the beginning. You might've even watched like Euro footage of him, like before the draft or something. Right. And at that time, I always thought this is the thing this is most comparable to is like a baby LeBron, like a LeBron light. And when he plays like that and he needs to get into better shape, and I know that's like, why are we talking about that after we just won this game? Because when he gets into better shape and he's going to be able to play like that, 
it there you can beat teams that are better than you like this in a game seven. And I keep coming back to him like the LeBron light version of Luca is so much better than the better Harden version of Luca. And I used to think he was just like I mean he was you said the other day that Luca's first step used to be quicker. It did. And when he when he had that <laughs> damn first step, when he had that damn first step, if he gets it back because he's a better shooter now, he's a better passer. And tonight he just kept attacking. And you said it the other night. It's like when he gets in the paint and people keep saying, well, like when the role players make their shots, well, they're all open when the all five defenders have a foot in the paint. And I just remember I, I was so excited about Luka, even before I knew he was going to be a Mav. I was like, oh, the Suns will draft him because they hired his coach and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, he's not going to be LeBron James, but I like him because he's that. It's sort of a similar because he just he really used his muscle and he still does. He just can't do it all damn game. But I, I just tonight, the fact that he just kept driving, I was like, we can win game seven if he does that. That's just all there is to it. Maybe he got rested at the end of the night. Maybe, like you said, he was freaking dead in game five. So, like, I just kind of believe if he does that or or the Suns are totally ready. Booker has 40 points, too, and it's just a close-ass game where we're like, oh, my God, it's like Titans fighting. But it's up to Luka, you know? Sure. I mean, it would be nice if someone else showed up on the road. Oh, well, sure, sure, Luka. sure. Sure. I'm just saying, well, yeah, because Brunson has to, and I've been super proud of him. I was telling my friend, if he was like 6'9", he'd be a superstar because his freaking footwork is like insane. But I'm just suggesting that like, even in the macro sense, that like, for Luca to start where it's like, oh, for them to start being favorites, even when the other team is better, because that's where LeBron got and that's where Giannis got. Like Giannis is beating the Celtics and everybody was like, I don't know, Middleton's hurt. For Luca to get there, he just needs to get in good enough shape where he can just drive and drive and drive and drive and basically never stop doing it. I don't know if it's a shape thing, though, man, because I think he gets tired of getting the shit knocked out of him. Like, it's physically very taxing. Did you see all the cupping bruises he yes. had on him? Like, Yes, the cupping is wild. Because he's hurt. I mean, that hurt's a strong term, but, like, he's tired of getting hammered. I don't blame him. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That is a good point. But... I mean, I guess I'm not saying for him to really be up to, like, the way LeBron does it, but just when he had that first step, he was able to evade a little bit of those beatings. And you said some, this uh, one time about that, like, little, like, 10 feet where he can kind of hit that banker, and it's a close and easy shot, but he's still so far in. And that's the one that, like, I, wa I want him to get to over and over in Game 7. It's just, like, if you can get to where your strength makes it an easy shot, even though you're not going up to the rim, which that's, like, the LeBron area, too. Like, he would just go there every time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, and not to just go off on a Luke, it needs to be in shape thing, because I'm really just thinking about how damn good we can be when, like, right. when he's not settling. Um, but, and a lot of a lot of this thinking came from. Sorry, I've had a few beers. I'm excited. Um, I'm glad you're excited. That's I, gra point. I I graduate from grad school tomorrow, so oh, that's pretty exciting. I, I, I really should be asleep. But um, um, oh, Bamani Jones blocked me on Twitter today, which I think is the most hilarious thing in the world because I'm like the smallest fish in the world. Nah, he, he just gets tired oh. of people tweeting him. I know him. He's you know. Oh knows. really. Well, no, it's just like, I was like, what is it? Is like Maxi supposed to post up? Like, I don't know. I don't know what, what, and I, and I am critical of Luca. Like he drives me nuts that he was settling. I am saying he needs to get in better shape, but like besides Brunson, 
this is what it is. You know what I mean? There's Dorian Finney-Smith isn't going to attack a screen. Like he, he he's not going to go around one. It's just it's just not a part of the recipe. Yeah. Um. And so I kept saying that, and I think that he was like, "Well, that is a good point, but I don't want to hear this guy just like keep repeating it like a banshee." Well, like, he's also like, like he's also just like wrong. I don't. I know. That's I don't feel like saying. arguing with him about it, but like he he's holding Luca to a LeBron James level pedestal, and as much as I enjoy Luca, I'm not quite willing at age 23 to say he's going to finish as a top three basketball player of all time. So him basically saying his argument for anybody who didn't follow was that he doesn't think Luca makes guys good enough and that he shoots the ball too much. And then when I'm watching the game tonight, for example, he shoots 10 times in the first quarter. I'm like, fuck, this is going to be the narrative yep. if they yep. lose the game. And then he shoots 16 times the rest of the game, draws a bunch of fouls, makes a bunch of passes, where it's just like the game is different than LeBron played it way back when. But also, I don't think Luka is LeBron. I think he plays like LeBron. Like, it's just such a dumb like conversation yeah. to have where it's like he is a unbelievable basketball player. He is a top three player in the league right now, in my opinion. But it's just – it's like like to have these sort of conversations, it's just people putting the cart before the horse. Like, I just yeah. want them to get to the second round. Getting, <laughs> no. It, 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 they, like, do the f- they do it with everyone. They do it with everyone. Oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. You're, you're fine. They do it with everyone, and it drives me nuts. Like, LeBron averaged 18-7-7 and against the Mavs in 2011, which is just an insane thing to say out loud. He was older than, than right. Luka is. And yeah. Kobe against the Pistons was, like, 24-4-4 and 38%. Like, tear. I mean, not whatever. Like, Tatum was getting crap for last night, and I was like, maybe these guys are 23 and they're going against championship defenses. Right. And even if their team wins, this is what they're supposed to be doing. It's just, yes. like... Yeah. Missing more than they make and trying to win the freaking game. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're gonna have a fun time on 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 Sunday. Yeah, because all of these things are gonna be right there at the forefront. Yep. So, all right. Appreciate you. Congrats on graduating. Have a good day tomorrow. You too. Um, let's go with Jacob. Hey, Jacob, what's up? Hey, Kirk. Happy birthday. Thank you kindly. What's up? Uh, you're gonna. You may need to have another birthday on Sunday, so we, we you know. Just, I mean, I can get, keep uh, celebrating. That's the thing I can do. <laughs> yeah, you said that the Mavs were like four and zero on your birthday on Twitter or something like that. I thought that was an interesting. Yep, stat. look that up. Cause I'm a weirdo. <laughs> so, uh, man, I can't gas up the defense tonight enough. Uh, we made we were good at making the court look small, which is something that Phoenix is really good at doing, but. We made it look small for them, and I, individually, like Frankie, uh, what do you have? Four steals, I think someone said earlier. Maxi did. Maxi like effectively can guard two through five. Uh, Luca came away with like three steals. I think I saw somewhere on Twitter that this is one of, if not the most, steals we've ever had in a playoff game. Sixteen to three. I'm not sure what the totals are, but yeah, it was rough. Yeah, no. If we could just come up, just just one more game, man. I'd, I want this game so bad, but like you keep saying, I mean, we are playing with house money. I'm extremely proud of the fact of where this, of how far this team has gotten. So I guess that's cool. Yep, I'm proud they've responded. Yeah, yeah, especially after that clunker uh, the other day, uh, where it seems mm-hmm. like we just, you know, they had a short memory, I guess. Uh, and yeah, they just the real togetherness that this team seems to have. It's really inspiring stuff man i love to see it yeah so oh, yeah. gosh 
what 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 player was I going to talk about? Oh, usually, I like to talk about players other than Luca because you know I feel like we just. I, I get it. I mean, I, my my guy that I love, like we kicked the shit out of Spencer Dinwiddie. I, I that, thought Spencer had a confidence confidence building game. I'm hoping. Yes, it seems like he's showing up for elimination games. He did it. Well, he only took he only took threes tonight, which is annoying. But like Spencer is just too important as a cog to be this to be series wide this iffy. And I'm hopeful that that heading into game seven that that he feels good about things. Yeah, and if he and like I, it's really been annoying how some like his step back three is just like oh man that's a miss you know before it even before you even know what the result's going to be. But it felt like he just couldn't miss tonight. And yeah. look what he – I mean, bam, he shows up tonight and we win by like 27 or whatever it was. But Luca's third quarter, too, I just want to say that's not – I mean, gosh, it, it, he played it almost perfectly um, where he was getting – he was either getting to the cup or he was getting someone an open look. He, like, uh, he wasn't – Taking the those, like, it's almost to the point where I just don't want him to take that many step back threes if at all. I mean, he didn't really take step back threes. He they were basically saying shoot the three, we'll live with it. Yeah. And you know, my like my my fever dream scenario is that he shows up in game seven and hits two early threes, which breaks the Suns' defensive game plan entirely. Yeah, uh, if. So like he, I, I can't remember when it was, but he got switched onto Aiden. I think it was in the second quarter, and he hit a he hit a finally three hit one because I don't think he's hit one all damn series over Aiden. Yeah, yeah. And it, when he when he shot it, I was just like, no, dude, don't drive. And then it went in. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest, I mean, the rest was kind of history from there. It kind of seems like that the sun, like almost like they don't know really how to respond to it. No. When, that's when it's falling for Luca, but well, I I hope everyone goes and finds the Suns podcast and listens to them fucking melt down. I've listened to a few that I'm just like, okay, like some of you need a lot more self-loathing with your team and just are like, hey, sometimes things don't work out. Oh man, I can like it feels like since I you you get to know your opponent really well when you play them in the playoffs, and it, like I'm not trying to hate or anything, but it just doesn't really seem like self-awareness is a thing in Phoenix. Well, there's, I mean, they're so good. So it's like, they're, like Monty Williams, coach of the year, has not been great at adjustments. It took them several games to figure out that, um, shoot, point guard, what's his name? The Mavs could have had him. He was on their summer league team. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They, they have, they've struggled just with adjustments to what Dallas is doing. It's like Dallas doesn't have that many options. Like the fact that our go-to move was playing Frank Nilakina is sort of like a you know what shows just how ridiculous this series has been. Yeah, and I think we found something right there with Frank too. Like, a, sure, he, sure, he definitely it definitely seems like he's bothering Booker and Chris Paul. Sure, and my man Charles points out in the chat. He said, "Well, the Mavs are good. I know the Mavs are good. It's not what I'm saying. It's just the Mavs played like six and a half guys. The Suns play like ten. Like there's several dudes on the Suns team that we could just slot into our rotation if we had the bodies and we don't. But hey, I don't care, they're winning. Yeah, no. So I mean what do you think the chances are Scott Foster's uh ref? Uh probably low, because I don't think the NBA wants that narrative. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So but I mean I've li- I like the officiating the past two games. I thought it was pretty clean. Like 
I got a lot of heat for saying I didn't think that DeAndre Ayton elbow on the Luka dunk was like, because it's like, look, man, I know these guys are world-class athletes, but that thing all happened in like one series of plays. Like it was probably an offensive foul in the sense of he like moved his off elbow, but he wasn't trying to like hurt Luka. He was just like yeah. moving his arm. Yeah, my favorite ref moment from tonight, though, was when uh, Booker uh, <laughs> drew a foul, and then <laughs> I think it was on Luka, and we reviewed it and it got overturned. Right, how embarrassing is that? That was yeah. brutal. <laughs> he was screaming like a, like a goat. Yeah. No. Like he's he's talked just a little bit too much shit this series, but you know, same thing. You know, can always be. It's, you, you ever, whenever you lose, it's like all that stuff comes back to bite you. But thanks, Jake. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go with Ruben, who I invited back up on stage. Hey, Ruben. What's up? Hey, man. Happy birthday, Kurt. Thank you kindly. What do you got for us tonight? Oh man, I fell into my superstition. Um. After game five, we were winning, and I turned it on in the third quarter, and we lost the game. So I told my girl I'm not watching this game. And look what happens. We win. So I guess I'm not watching game seven. You need to send Dalton Trigg, our man at Dallas Sports Illustrated, a message because his ass turns on the game every time they're up. And then they lose, and, and he's like, "Well, I couldn't help myself." And I'm like, "You have to help yourself. You have to do better. I, I take one for the team." I, I, well, <laughs> hey, I turned it on like in trash time when I saw Josh. Like, I still like check the stats on uh, the score app or whatever. Yep. And I saw Josh Green was in, and like uh, Brown was in. I was like, "See, oh, this is this is heroic so. stuff. Like, <laughs> like I love this. This is real <laughs> fandom. I'm not. Yeah, I love it. What's up? Blame me for game five and uh." You know, applaud me for game six. But, no, uh, just looking at the highlights and kind of re-watching the game on uh, Bally Sports, hey, man, I, I, I keep forgetting, you know, Frank, was Frank a lottery pick? Frank was a lottery pick. He went, did he go one pick before Dallas or after Dallas? I don't remember. Because we had it was the year we picked Dennis Smith Jr. Hey, man, he, he like, Maybe he needed time to grow on the right team, but his length is really messing with Chris Paul and Booker. Um, when Reggie can't get on Chris Paul, hey, just throw your arms up, you know, and you might get in a passing lane. And he did that tonight, just looking at the highlights. But uh, yes, definitely, he did real well. De- yeah, and and hey, shoot, I'm what he only signed a one year contract, but you may have found something. Um, uh, you know, if you know if Josh Green can you know study after him, but you know Frank Frank is a lottery pick, so he has a little bit more pedigree than him. So, but I, all I wanted to say was, um, you know, Game Seven is just house money. This season is, I mean, we couldn't ask for a better season with you know new coaching staff and like you know a new front office. So, um. You know, win or lose, I'm hoping we win, and I'm not watching it, so I'm doing my part. <laughs> I wish I could I love watch it. it. <laughs> but if they do win, hey, you better have a uh, Sunday fun day for your birthday weekend, man. But um, I'll say that. And also just Jalen Brunson. and I, So Jalen Brunson and Luca. I just want them to drive. Like, I, I think I saw a step – well, what was the like the free throw differential uh, in this game? Uh, Mavericks sure. were plus fourteen or fifteen, I think, in terms of free throw attempts. 
so it's like, I mean, I know that's not all home cooking, but if you drive, like, I forgot who I was listening to. If you drive, I mean, if they're not playing the man, it looks like they're going to be, even Reggie Bullock had a little drive, which you rarely see him do because it looks like he can't dribble. But Yeah, his dribbling is it, it. He's inherited the, uh, what's his name from the office, dribbling, like the, the Stanley from the <laughs> oh, office dribbling oh, uh, name. Yeah, the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of got away with one tonight, but they were, it looks like in some highlights, they were starting to double him, though. Like when he, whenever, like wherever he moved and he moved towards the goal and it kind of like, what are they doubling Reggie? But I hope, you know, our, our, uh, our, um, like Maxie and Reggie and, uh, Davis can take that with them or, you know, on the plane. I'm not sure, but hopefully they can carry that to the road. But I, I heard, uh, during the game, well, not during the game, but like during the highlight that Phoenix is the best road team in the league and they haven't won on the road this whole series. Yes. Like that's uh, a standing ovation for what the Mavs are doing to this team. We just got to dig in deep, not listen to the crowd, and we have to answer their points because, uh, you know, just watching the, the, the road games, which they lose, so uh, that's why I'm not watching this next one. But Seeing the road games, uh, it just feels like they, the crowd gets in their head, and Luca's talking to people on the sideline, like, "Bro, put your keep your head in the game, answer their points." When you answer their points on the road, I feel like that's just gonna shut that crowd down, and we could probably just sneak one in Game Seven. But uh, just wanted to to hang in there and say uh, happy birthday and uh, go Mavs. Well, thanks for joining, Ruben. Appreciate that. We'll talk soon. All right. Man, just taking one for the team, not watching the game. Um, Joaquin, what's up? Mr. Bravo, are you there? Maybe the app's not responding to our guy. That's okay. We'll try here, here in a bit again. Um, let's go with Grayson. Hey, Grayson, what's up? Hey, Kirk. Hey, thanks for bringing me up. Um, sure. I've, you know, I've been listening the whole time, and I think – Everyone got to most of the points I was going to make. I do want to repeat. Uh, I'm so proud of this team. I'm just – I cannot believe that th- this is where we are right now. And, you know, I have a lot of faith in this team. But this is crazy, man. I mean, this is the best team in the league we're playing, right? Yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is insane. And I don't want to hear nothing about Luca Ball not being able to take us anywhere because this is ridiculous. Uh, I will say one thing. I'm, I'm honestly shocked that no one brought it up yet. Um, that Luca special comment that Booker made, I don't think it pissed off Luca. I don't think Luca needs any extra motivation, but I think that might end up being a huge mistake on Booker's part. Um, because it seemed like it, it le- at the very least motivated Luca's teammates. Um, I mean, they played really well tonight, and I know there's a lot of other factors that contribute to that. Um, but I think he may end up strongly regretting that and um the last thing i'll say is i've my my roommate is a Suns fan so watching this series has just been so interesting for me um in a lot of ways and things are a little contentious right now (laughs) well i I can imagine because they're good and they have expectations like our goals 
No, I'm sure a lot of all every person in here would love for the Mavericks to win a championship. But like, if you were to tell me before the season starts, you thought that they might be a Western Conference Finals team, and you expected that, I would say that you were on drugs. I mean, this season was a win the second that the buzzer sounded on, on Game Six in Utah. Um, we got past the first round, and like everyone else keeps saying, everything else from this point is just house money, man. I mean, I just I am so proud of them. They have been so resilient. And, you know, they just, it's so punch counterpunch with these, you know, these home games. Um, but I, it's like Lucas said, you know, if you don't believe you shouldn't be here, like I'm so ready for game seven, man. I'm, I'm so excited. Like, like it needs to be Sunday already. Well, it's going to be, you've got to wait at least 48 hours. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough 48 hours. It's finals here at UT. So I'm going to be busy at least, I guess. Sure. Well, good luck. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, one of our speakers was, or one of our chat person asked, you know, how do I get the hand request to the speaker? So when you're in the chat, you got the whole thing pulled up. Up at the top right, there is a, the, there's a, a uh, excuse me, top left, there's an arrow that pulls you back out of the chat and into the main page um, where we're all talking here. At the bottom of the screen, there's a mute button, or I'm sorry, there's like a like a, a speaker symbol with a mute button, and then a speaker request with a hand at the bottom. If you don't see that, well, I wish I could post a screenshot. Anyhow, all right, coming up next then is my guy Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Hey, Kirk, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. What's up? So I think it was Ruben a couple speakers back. Uh, I also have to take blame uh, for Game Five. So, you know, I've got uh, my Dorian Finney-Smith jersey that's been pretty lucky for us through most of the playoffs. I was wearing it. I thought I was set. But I forgot that uh, for games three and four, uh, after our first two losses, I put a bandana on my dog, like a Mavericks bandana that, you know, flips for, uh, you know, whatever color we're wearing. I forgot to put it on game five. She had it on game six. She will have it on game seven. So Mavs fans, game five was on me. Also, my fiance told me that she was drinking during games three and four and not game five. So we had a drink in her hand. Yeah, time to remedy that. Yeah. So we, we had, we had her sipping on some stuff uh, tonight and uh, again uh, on Sunday. So uh, I just wanted to say again, sorry, Mavs fans. We could have had this wrapped up already, but uh, we'll be set for Sunday. And um, as far as like any actual analysis, um, most people have said everything, but. One thing, listening to Locked On Mavs, they've pointed out, aside from, you know, Game 5 shithole that was, our offense really hasn't been the problem. It's been every time we go to Phoenix, our defense can't play for shit. So I, if they can't get, bring the energy, they can't bring the uh, the effort for what could literally be their last game of the season, I, you know, I, I don't know what else will bring it, but... I, I'm expecting, you know, just ev- for them to leave everything out there on Sunday. So that's all I've got. I appreciate it. All right, Brandon, we'll talk soon. Okay, coming up next, my man Charles. Charles, you bring us some light. What are you thinking? Charles, hit that unmute button. Can you hear me? Now I can. What's up, friend? Hey there, happy birthday, Mr. Henderson. Thank you, thank you. That's pretty sweet there. This is not a bad uh, day. 
Yeah, really. Yeah, really. I mean, uh, sorry, we didn't. Somebody, somebody, I don't know, what's the guy's name? Mark Stein? Maybe it's his birthday at Game 7? Man, if Mark Stein comes on this chat, you're going to be up to like 3 in the morning. He's a night owl. And and I, I can't, I don't know if I can do that again. That put me back for like all the playoffs. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, man, I, I remember it was like seven minutes left in the third quarter. And there must have been like four or five possessions that, on that, on Phoenix had the ball. They had like four or five chances on that one possession, and they still couldn't do anything with it. But, but then the rest of the quarter it seemed like all they were doing was playing slugfest to basically try to take our very short rotation and annihilate us for Game Seven. It seems to be like the the only strategy they have left remaining. They don't. That's what I love about. I don't care whether it's this this season or every season I've been watching the Mavs. They they play basketball. The Spurs don't play basketball. The the Lakers don't play basketball. They the, these are a bunch of I don't know what sport these guys think they're playing, but the Mavs play basketball, and that's why we win when when you know. And who cares what the referees call? I mean, it's like. I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm going to take credit for this one tonight because I'm, I'm a believer. I, I don't really believe we're going to lose this series. I, and I'm, t- I'm tired of hearing that Phoenix is really good because actually we're pretty fucking amazing. I mean, look at this team. There was just like, who would have, you know, who would have really, I mean, and even when you're watching the broadcast, all they do is talk about the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns. Well, what do they do? They they won two games last year in the NBA Finals, and then they lost the next four. Sounds a little bit like us in, what was it, 2006? But, of course, there was some weird, shady dude, Tim Dennehy, Dennehy, whatever that guy, who says there was a lot of weird officiating that time. But officiating, if you know what I mean. Well, I mean, I, 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 I am just so pleased that, that we're here. Um I still am. I, I'm still cracking up at one of the listeners of the show who's like, uh, who says I'm not as good about talking about the team when they're doing well. I'm like, but they've been winning for like three, four months now. Like, I'm, <laughs> I one would think I've gotten better about uh, about all this. But Charles, I, I always appreciate your 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 consistent support. You got anything else before we get out of here? I just I just gotta say, do you think that now that our rotation is a little deeper now because Nittlekina is really who they're going to now. And, I mean, it seems like he's leaning on Bertans a lot more and Powell's actually playing a little better. Well, Bertans playing is just some flat-out wizardry because, like, that dude, he plays so hard, but he just can't move. Well, he can't move laterally. He does actually. He runs really hard straight ahead. Um, the Frank stuff is going to be interesting. Like, so let's just – Let's just imagine that we win game seven. I think Josh Green could still play against either of the other two teams in the West. I think that this particular team exploits him because he can't shoot, he can't dribble, and or rather, he's uncomfortable shooting and dribbling. And then his one of his best assets is passing. It's like the Mavericks aren't gonna run enough stuff to let him do it. But he's like against the Warriors are a little bit smaller. I'd be curious to see what he could do. Um, I don't know. Like that. 
I don't know if they're, I don't necessarily think they're deeper, but I think they're, they're squeezing blood from stones and I really feel good about where they're going. Well, I, I think you're starting to become a believer from the sounds of, uh, no, I mean, I have a great time covering it. It's just, it's like certain things need to go really right. It's like, because there hasn't been a close game yet that, you know, it, when they lose all of their, their faults are just so apparent. And then when they win, it's like, okay, they're the greatest team in the league. <laughs> well, I got, I got to say, look, I mean, the first half I was getting kind of annoyed with, but then I started to realize this is actually kids game plan. All jacking up all these threes. It's like, look, oh, these guys are the math game. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's not just that they're just only thinking about making threes. They're also go to baiting them and, to just only worrying about guarding our three so that we, now we got those layups, but, but then I, I don't know, I was getting kind of, I was like, you know, Lucas hasn't been so great on the three in this series. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. They, they've got to have one of your guys just recently before I got on said, uh, we got to figure out, it's not, there's no problem with our offense. We got to figure out our defense. No, actually, Actually, our offense is what we need to figure out. We need to have a better strategy offensively and not have Luca just holding the ball and jacking up threes in the next game, or we'll, we will lose the series. Well, I mean, he's, he's a 35% three-point shooter, and over the last three games he shot – Five of 26, which that's quick math. That's under 20%. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the Luca and the, they're giving them to him. And as frustrating as I get by the step backs and some of the attempts where I think he could drive him hitting him, him hitting a three or him hitting really a couple of threes. Like it causes the defenses to panic. And if defenses panic and somebody comes out on him a little tighter, that means there's more room in the lane, which means there's more room for him to drive, which means there's more room for him to pass and or make layups. He can still get to the rim at will at any point in time. I think sometimes he just he, he doesn't have the gusto to get there. But I, I feel okay about their offensive game plan. It's just that this has been such a home-heavy series to where you head into game seven and you're like, I don't know if what we've done is working. But I tend to come back to the really totally irrational feeling of we have Luka Doncic and they don't. And so I'm just I'm, – I'm okay with that. I, I last my last point is just this that what Phoenix has beaten us at defensively is they read our kick out whoever is driving and kicking they better have another plan besides that because they've been pretty good at stealing that kick out and and I I really think that's you know they're going to I I think they're going to start to actually analyze their their offensive game plan a little bit more. Otherwise, you know, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over if it's losing three games in Phoenix. But that's sure. all I got for you, man. Appreciate you, Charles. Talk soon. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. I don't have anybody else. Uh, my man Joaquin was going to join, but then he hopped off here. Okay. One thirty. I'm tired. Y'all are probably not tired, but that's for the best. Um, we'll be back here on Sunday. We might be back tomorrow night if I have nothing to do. Because um, we have two days off. I probably should spend some time with my family, but I just want to do Mav stuff. 
Um, Jeremy, let me see if I can invite Zlatan up on stage. We're going to try this interesting thing. So we have a couple of people that want to come up um, and see. There we go. My man, that'll, that'll work. Hit that unmute button on the main page if it'll let you. Maybe it won't because he wasn't seeing any of these icons. No, yeah, he's he's he, he's gonna break the app. There we go. I think I got it. I think I got it. What's up? Hey, Kirk, man. Oh my God, I finally made it. So tell me what you think. I know you. you for anybody that is listening on the audio, they're probably like, "What are we talking about?" My man here has been trying to get on stage for like twenty minutes, but we couldn't figure out the app. Anyhow, what's up? Yeah, damn. I think we need Elon Musk to buy this shit up so we can fix it. Hell, it does okay. Some days, not so much. But yeah, what do you got for us? Hey, I've been listening for a long time. And um, I gotta say, go Mavs. Shout out to Josue, my bro. I told you I got a, few, uh, a new listener. That's right. He's a big Mavs. Just like Gra- we're, we're growing at grassroots, one person at a time. Yeah, one person at a time. You can't, I mean, oh, I don't want to cuss. Oh, no, you can cuss. Fuck Booker. <laughs> you know what? Hey, we got some motherfuckers with balls on this team. That's what matters. Yes. And um, I don't think Suns have many motherfuckers with balls. That's what matters. It is, Paul. I like Aiden. I no, 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 no. They're fooling you, bro. They don't have balls. Okay. They might act like they do, but they don't have balls. They are soft, baby-faced motherfuckers. <laughs> and- I think that's why the chat was blocking me. I was cussing too much. Yeah, it really got, won't uh, let you curse, doll. you got to find more creative no, no, ways to get I around drank, it. I drank a whole bottle of Bacardi because I'm uh, celebrating your birthday, and I'm celebrating Outstanding. Six, you know? National holiday now. I like National it. Holiday. May, uh, May uh, 12th. Yes. May 12th. My birthday is in five days, May 17th. Outstanding. The Mavs are still going to be playing basketball then, aren't they? They for sure will because, look, we have the best player in the series. Dodo played, what, 25 minutes in this game? Not Dodo. Dodo, I don't – he rarely plays two bad games in a row, which bodes well for game seven. Yeah, he got some rest because what what was he averaging this series? Over 40 minutes a game? Yeah, it feels like a 1,000 minutes. Yeah, for sure. And he got 25 minutes this game, I believe it was. Let me pull it up. I don't even I, – I can't – I'm too drunk to operate this system. That's let okay. Just, You're doing well. Let me just close it all out. I'm going to be listening to myself this, tomorrow morning. I'm going to be like, what the hell? It doesn't even matter. Hey, I, I promised my bro, Josue, a brand-new jersey of his choice if the Mavericks win game seven. Okay. And uh, hopefully they will because we have some uh, – Balls, as I might say. I like it. And I really don't think the Suns going back after getting the ass whooped have as many balls as we came back after getting whooped in game five. Sure. And uh, Luke is the best player in the series. Dodo got some rest. Spencer actually, what, shot five threes this game? Seven hit five. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I don't give a shit how many. Sh- well, I need him. I need everybody to be aggressive. 
I don't even care how many shots anybody hits, as long as everybody plays aggressive. Right. That's what I. That's what the. That's what the focus is on. Just be aggressive. I don't care if you are 0 for 10, as long as you are aggressive and make them play defense. That's what matters to me, honestly. And JB, I, I'm like 90% certain he's going to resign. Why does nobody also talk about the state uh, tax? Oh, you know, because it's never like it's never helped the Mavericks or really even the Houston Rockets like or the Spurs. It's like one of those things that never really seems to matter because for the guys who make a ton of money, it's it's a percentage. So, for example, if Detroit offers him twenty five million and Dallas offers him twenty million, why would he not take the twenty million dollar deal a year? Because the five million dollar difference is what makes a difference in sales. Well, it's interesting too because the way the way you get taxed as a professional athlete is not actually where you reside; it's where you're playing your games. So, if you play, you know, 42 or I guess 41 games in New York and then 41 games elsewhere, you play, you pay income tax on the 40 or uh, uh, state taxes on the 41 other games throughout. So, like, I know this is really inside baseball shit, but it doesn't end up being quite as much money as you think it would be. Is the answer? I swear the, the the state tax is like 7%. That makes a big difference. But if you're only doing it like for a certain number of games, it's not, you know, you play a game in California, your paycheck for that game is gets taxed to California's rate. Anyways, this is all hilariously nerdy stuff. But, yes, I understand. It just it, I guess at a certain point these guys have decided that the money, you know, uh, I, I do think I do think the Mavericks will offer him as much as they possibly can. Though. Well, I mean, they That's should because they, they can obviously go over the cap to keep him. Yeah, right. Because otherwise, if if they let him go, they can't do nothing with that space because they have no space. Yes, I yes. Mean, and we need the second plot. And J, uh, JB seems like a loyal guy. I mean, he spent, what, four years with uh, Villanova? Yep. And... I mean, he seems like he gets along so well with every Maverick. And I think that's the case. I think he, I think if if he gets paid money and is a starter and is on a good team, because any team he could go to at this point is like objectively worse than the Mavericks. Exactly. What more can you ask for? Yeah. So I feel pretty good about that one. Yeah. Okay. So we, if next year we have JB, Luca, um, Dorian. And Bullock, so that's four starting spots, right? Sure. We need is if center. That's all yep. we can focus on, really. And then we have Maxi coming off the bench. Spencer, or okay, so we have three guys that might be traded. I mean, obviously somebody has to get traded. Tim Hardaway Jr. Somebody, as Oscar just pointed out in the chat, I think Timmy gets moved. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. or Spencer Dinwiddie. Those guys are making over $60 million each. Yeah. So you got to trade one or two of those guys. And actually, before this offseason, everybody would have said Davis Bertans' contract was hard to trade. But the way he performed so far this offseason, he's been a light-out shooter, honestly. 
Yeah, he makes a ton of money, though. He makes more money than Dinwiddie. Yeah, yeah. But so many guys want a 6'10". Dude, his defense is freaking awful. I can't even... Tries hard, though. He does play hard. So you got... No, no, no. He plays so freak. He plays on defense. He plays harder than than Luca. Yeah, he just gets whooped. Oh my God, he <laughs> hustles so hard, and hustle alone will pay you five million, at least. He he hustles so hard on defense and offense, and if I must say, I think he has the quickest jumper in the NBA. He shoots so quick, you can't even see his jumper. And being six foot ten, how how tall is he? Sorry, I was muted. Yeah, he's six ten. Yeah, six ten, and he moves off the screen so quick. He hustles. He's running nonstop. He's kind of like a six foot ten, um, Seth Curry. Huh. I'll take it. Yeah, and uh, I think it before this uh, offseason started. It would have been so hard to trade his contract because, I mean, who the hell wants him? No defense at all. But up to this game, obviously, um, Spencer Dinwiddie hit five threes. But before this game, uh, Davis Bertans definitely outperformed him. So now we have two guys. Yeah, I know. uh, What's his name? Um, The GM was talking about flexibility this whole time. Having flexibility. Right season, and we're gonna have a seat at the table. So now we have two guys we can potentially trade. And I, I was thinking this whole time, who the hell is gonna want Davis Bertans? But his performance so far has been decent enough to trade. And this game, free, finally, Spencer Dinwiddie showed some balls because so far, Utah series he was not showing up. Yeah, 18, 20 points here and there. That's Especially with Luca missing and injured, we need a more. And uh, I hear you. And the Suns not having a defensive presence in the paint like um, Gobert. We all thought that Spencer was gonna feast this series, driving to the basket, drawing fouls. But he has not showed up until this game, where he he, he didn't even drive. He just shot five threes. Yeah, I wish he would drive more. He needs to drive more, draw for the fouls. Remember the first game against Utah? How many fouls did he draw? I, I really forget how many uh, free throws he shot. He I got think- to the line more he's though. Thinking- yeah, he, it's gone down as he as the as the things go along. I really along. don't know if it's his confidence, but it doesn't even matter how much skill you have. Then there needs to be a balls factor. How much balls do you have? Sure, the cojones factor. The McMahon talks about that. Cojones factor. Exactly. I hate to bring it up. It's all right. You need to have cojones, especially in the, okay. Anybody can perform in the regular season. Anybody can perform in the regular season. I don't give a shit about that. Who the hell we bring on? Yep. Playoffs matter now because Luka Doncic alone is going to bring us to the playoffs. So we need motherfuckers that are gonna gonna go with him and support him in the playoffs. JB, JB has started slow, but the last two games he has proved that he has the cojones. Yeah, 
That's what matters to me. I don't give a fuck what a motherfucker does in the regular season as long as they perform in the postseason. Because now we're getting to a point where, okay, the past, what, four or five years, we were pretty shitty. Yes. So we were kind of like enjoying the regular season much as we can because we had no hope for the postseason. Right. So now we know Luke alone can give us to the postseason. So now we need some guys that will perform along him in the postseason. So not many guys do have the Kahuna stack. That's what we need to look out for, honestly. And Booker does not have the cojones factor, honestly. He's soft as Charmin. <laughs> just look at him. Just look at him. He's a big, big <laughs> motherfucker, man. Uh, well, I'm glad we got you up on stage, man. I hope we talk hey, soon, okay? Hey, Kirk, I'm sorry for uh, not having the great insight right now. I'm a, I drank a whole bar. bar I th- hey, I had a couple of cocktails. You did hey, great, man. A couple is good, man. I had like 10, so. Hey, you're, <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't sound it. Your voice sounds good. I get very I get very Texan, so. Hey, All hey. right, I hope we see you after the next game, okay? Hey, this is my first time on stage. Hey, but next time, I'm going to have some better insight, I promise. Uh, you know, hey, after a game like this, the insight of, like, the Mavs are fucking awesome is good. Is, I just, that's my thing. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. We'll talk soon, though, okay? All right, Kirk. Appreciate it, bro. Sure. Okay, guys, I am super tired. It's great, though. It's a lot of fun. We'll talk soon. Everybody enjoy your Friday, and we'll uh, we'll talk uh, maybe tomorrow night, and if not, on Sunday or Saturday. Bye, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.